Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 31 of the Simple Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How we doing, everybody? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have got the show for you. And I want That's to right. point out, I did that without looking, and I almost flubbed it immediately. Did you hear it? Nuh-uh. Yeah. When I saw your... I, I don't remember. What was that? Hmm? <laughs> I had to plug my phone in. Yeah, I had to plug my phone in. Now, so, this week, we're going to give our early thoughts on the Andor series on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. As well as, actually, I got to looking at it. We've got a pretty Disney-heavy news segment as well. That's unintentional. It's just kind of also somewhat unavoidable. <laughs> like, yeah. in the state of the world, like, the industry. Where it's like... One is technically Fox, it's 20th Century Studios, but that's Disney now. You're right. So, yeah, you just can't get away from it. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. I didn't press start on my timer. Well, I, I did. did. Now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just start getting red <laughs> <laughs> Now, Thank you, everybody, <laughs> so much for listening to the podcast. Just <laughs> end Jeez, I gotta get off. Right. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta take a walk. Um, I gotta get uh, off yeah. this mic. I got. Yeah, I'm gonna start saying stuff I regret. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying saying stuff that's gonna hinder our ability to monetize this thing in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Gotta make like a tree and leave. Uh, let's see here. We've got to talk about the big Deadpool three news from last week. Yes. The next project from Bill Skarsgård and Robert Eggers. Mm-hmm. The next Planet of the Apes film. Oh. Uh, Blade is straight up just losing its director. Yup. Uh, <laughs> Armor Wars is no longer happening. Yurt. <laughs> and uh, we got a new trailer for Wakanda Forever that actually had a ton of new footage. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I always tell you? If you're ready to jump in, we'll jump in. Oh, I'm jumping. And I'm in. Oh, I'm, I'm yumping, even. <laughs> Some might dare to say humping. Pardon? Hmm? <laughs> pumping, even? <laughs> yeah, pumping. Pump? Little pump? Uh, IGN, this... Not a sponsor, yeah, no. Little, little pump does not pay us to say his name. Uh, IGN has reported that... Uh, sorry, I say they've reported. <laughs> I looked at what they had to say about the Deadpool trailer, but really... Uh, it's not much, so... The day before last week's episode went out, that motherfucker Ryan Reynolds posted to his social media a, quote, trailer, I said, for Deadpool 3 that had just a, b- a bunch of blatant, like, product placement for his own ventures, like yeah. Aviation Gin, and then he's wearing a hat that has uh, the football club that he and Rob McElhenney own together from Always Sunny. And, uh, yeah, so Ryan, basically, he's going on this big tangent talking about how, like, you know, Deadpool's introduction to the MCU has to be perfect. It has to be this. It has to balance this and that and the tact and all that, right? And he's like, and I, what I came up with was nothing. You know, like I'm, I drew a blank, big fucking blank. But the only, I, I did have one idea. And then just in the background, it's like, it looks like it's maybe at his house, you know? Yeah. And in the background, you see Hugh Jackman walking past and he just goes, hey, Hugh, want to play Wolverine again? And Hugh just like super nonchalant is like, shit. Sure. <laughs> And then sure, just keep stomping up the stairs. I remember yeah. I showed you that video, and you thought it was fake. You didn't think it was real. Well, cause, yeah, because I was like, I don't know, man. With uh, 
Because Ryan, I could definitely see Ryan Reynolds posting that shit. But also, there's been a bunch of people speculating that, like, maybe it's a power move by Ryan Reynolds because, uh, like, none of the major Marvel accounts, like Marvel Studios or Kevin Feige or MCU or any of that, like, on Twitter or anything, have, like, liked the tweets, retweeted them or anything like that. But if you go there, it's, like, all about She-Hulk and, you know, Werewolf by Night and things like that. So it's like, why would they not promote that? Right. So maybe it's not official yet, and they're kind of just blowing the horn to get fans all riled up. <laughs> Which you know could I mean? be forcing, a very Ryan Reynolds things to do. Forcing the hand. I mean, he's all but said that he's the one that leaked the Deadpool test footage that got mm-hmm. Deadpool made. So yeah, it would be right up his right up his avenue to do some shit like that. Yeah, but now, I, mean, I don't really I think, think it... that's the case, but I do think it's odd that Marvel hasn't really interacted with that post on social media. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, it got me all riled up. Made me super excited because they did say it got me so brit. Like it's a two by four now. Um, but it that you know they did say in the very beginning they're like you know Logan still happened. Like we're not fucking with that. And I was like, oh thank god. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, went into some spiel. Yeah, because then they posted another video like the day later, um, kind of elaborating that. Yeah. And, and like getting ready to tell what it was, and then they just start playing. Uh, oh God, what song do they play over them talking? It was uh, was it "My Heart Will Go On" by? It could have been. Celine Dion. I, I honestly don't remember. Son of a bitch. No, but uh, yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, obviously, I would love to see Hugh Jackman back. Hugh Backman. Um, and I like that because I saw people being like, "I bet it's about Deadpool getting." Hugh Jackman, the actor, and drag him along. And I was like, I mean, maybe that'd be funny, but I don't know that I want a whole movie of that. Yeah. Plus, he does expressly ask him, do you want to play Wolverine again? Yeah. And then people have been pointing out how in the ending of Deadpool 2, and like the end credits, where he's jumping through all the timelines and killing mm-hmm. people. Yeah. He straight up tells Wolverine from Wolverine Origins, like, one of these days, your old buddy Ryan's going to come. He's going to ask you to pick up the claws again. You know, and he's like, you know, answer that call, you know? And so it's like, oh my God, he did it, you know? So I could see them like throwing in like a punchline or two making that reference. I don't think that, you know, the milk on that alone. No, 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 no. But I do just like the, the continuity that, my God, he he did it. The mad yeah. lad, you know? <laughs> you son of a bitch, you did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, they blew it up! <laughs> No, I'm excited. I'm excited, dude. Robert Eggers, our our buddy Rob, who made The Northman, um, his next project, a remake of the black and white vampire flick Nosferatu, is apparently a passion project of his. It's been in some stage of production for him for, like, I think since 2017. And before that, it was in some stage of production with other directors at other studios and things like that. And when those all finally fell through, apparently Robert Eggers was on it like stink on shit. He's like, I, that's me. I've got to do it. All I can think of is from fucking Spongebob. Spongebob? Like, no, Sparatu! Yeah, <laughs> then who's been flickering the lights? <laughs> no, Sparatu! No, uh, but no, for those that don't know, uh, other than, yeah, obviously there's the Spongebob reference, but uh, for those that don't know, No, Sparatu is a gothic tale uh, of obsession between, like, this young woman in, like, 19th century Germany and the, just an ancient Transylvania vampire that stalks her. 
and uh, kind of just wreaks havoc on uh, her village in Germany. I mean, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's Tuesday, duh. duh. <laughs> so Eggers is going to write, produce, and direct the horror remake with Bill Skarsgård set to portray the infamous titular vampire, and uh, Lily Rose Depp, uh, who's kind of been in a few big projects for HBO here lately, is uh, in talks to portray the lead, the lead role of said young woman. Do you think uh, they're going to try to make like twist it a little bit and make it try to be like really scary? Well, to be fair, the original was intended to be really scary. It's yeah, just that's true. to us it's not because it's so quaint. But I will say my dad, who's not really a like he doesn't get scared by movies. Apparently as a kid, uh he saw that movie and it fucked him up like subconsciously till today. Like he's like I still struggle to like sleep with the covers not up over my neck, you know? And it's that stuff where, like, when a five-year-old sees something, it can really imprint you, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Am I keeping you awake? No. No, on my staycation, baby, I party on all night long. No, you didn't. No, I don't. I'm fucking went to bed, bed at like, 11. Fucking I mean, maybe I woke midnight. Up, I woke up, went to the gym, came back, and then went right back to bed. Until, like, three in the afternoon. You're goddamn right. Moving on. Um... <laughs> No, no, no. Do There's you think no moving on? I run this do you think shit. They're gonna, do you think they're going to make it modern time or keep it back in like the 19th century? No, I think it'll be 19th century. Good. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, no. I mean, Robert Eggers loves a good period piece. Mm-hmm. Has he done a modern movie? I don't know. I don't believe so. I don't think he has. So no, um, nothing that stood out when we no, you know, figured the Lighthouse. The Northman. Yeah, I mean, you figure the Lighthouse, the Northman, which. I gotta go to his IMDb now, but I'm curious. Um, Which I don't think you have to do a modern movie to be a good director. No, absolutely I mean, not. That's not the no, case huh? at all. I was just curious if uh, there's any intentions with modernizing it, because I don't think it should be. I think it should be still set in the 19th century. That would be a, a better film, in my opinion. No, yeah, looking at his IMDb, it does not look like he's ever done a modern setting, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, he's somebody who loves... That, you know, just a period piece. But um, let me pull my, my writing back up here. Actually, I want to open up the Hollywood Reporter that I kind of referenced here. Uh, yeah. They had a fact that I did not know about Nosferatu. So apparently the Nosferatu film was an unauthorized adaptation of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And Stoker's yeah. family actually won a court case. And all copies of the movies were ordered to be destroyed, but some prints uh, survived, which is how we've got it now. And that's what's kind of made it like a cult classic. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that it was like that it had been like that was unauthorized and they had to sue and all that. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that. No, I didn't. That is not a fact that is anywhere in Christopher. You didn't, qu- you didn't, you didn't question it at first. It's like, oh, he's not going to question. It. I'll just roll with it. And then you're like, you didn't know that. So, like, no, no, I didn't. So I almost immediately questioned it, but I was like, no, nah, that seems really mean to like immediately be like, don't even fucking lie. You, dunce, you didn't know that. And so I was like, I ran with it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it like it was just common knowledge. I'm like, no, yep. you didn't know no, that shit. No. But I just thought that was kind of interesting that like the movie's not even supposed to exist. They were like, yeah, you got to burn it all. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. It's in fucking SpongeBob, you know? Art, art lives on, baby. Yeah. Life finds a way. Uh, let's see here. Keep rolling right along. Uh, this is coming from Variety. So, 20th Century Studios 
revealed some concept art, which I'm going to try and drop in the chat for you, because they are pretty interesting. Uh, let me find you here. Well, would you just look? I've just come to the realization I have ripped my trousers. Are they a pair that you care about? Well, a little bit. I apologize. What are you going to do? My, my condolences, sir. When you're busting like biscuits. <laughs> Just a can of biscuits. Busting out the bitch. I know. What are you going to do, baby? <laughs> with, with hands like these, you know? Let's see here. Copy. Image. Are you ready? Paste image. Uh, I've been ready. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> just, just Ralph. See here. I'd say it's like the smallest photo ever. Yeah. That looks really cool, though. I, like I know. It looks I like, like all the buildings are overgrown. Like super decrepit and overgrown, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. I'll, I'll read you the little write-up I did. There's not a lot of info, so it's kind of a brief one. I just I really love the, the, the trilogy that they did. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to get more of that. So it is... <clears throat> it's entitled uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, as you can see in the photo there. And the film is set to star Freya Allen, who, so I didn't, I'm a little bit of a, a, a I don't know what you want to call me, a leper, I suppose. I haven't seen uh, The Witcher on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty good, but I, yeah, I haven't watched it. But uh, yeah, Freya Allen is apparently best known, like that's her, one of her major roles is she plays Princess Cirilla in The Witcher. And she's being joined by Owen Teague and Peter Macon. Uh, and it's going to be directed by the Maze Runner trilogy director, Wes Ball. And it is said that it's going to take place several years after the conclusion of War for the Planet of the Apes, which I could see just from the, the environment that they've got drawn up there. Yeah. So, did you finish War for the Planet of the Apes? Because I know that we watched it together, and I don't know if we got to finish it. I think we did, because, spoiler alert, but I mean, it's been out for a while. Because yeah, doesn't we think Caesar dies, but he doesn't. No, he does. Oh, he does. Yeah. So you're thinking of the the second one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, and then no, because Oba throws a spear at him, doesn't he? Um, and like impales him right yeah. through the chest. Co no, Koba straight shoots him with a fucking or rifle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they and then they kill Koba and the fucking him down the. Yeah, he drops Koba. Yeah, because Koba's like, you know, ape, no-kill ape. And, and he's just like, you're no ape. And yeah, just pop. kicks his ass down the fucking construction site that then explodes at the bottom. Yeah. That was hot. Yeah. Goddamn. That, that, that boy's done. No, War for the Planet <laughs> of the Ape good. is the one with... He is well done. Uh, yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes is the one with Woody Harrelson, and he's like the, the general. Yeah. And like half the apes get him... Uh, well, more than half the apes get uh, basically arrested, <laughs> and they're all like war pr prisoners there at the uh, at the camp. And Caesar goes in trying to break them out. Yeah, I remember it, but I'm trying to think how it ended. Uh, Caesar dies, and they well, does, find does some. A, does the sun take over? Well, so it, you don't really know. Basically, they they leave the. Um, the camp, I guess. You know, they leave the, the area entirely because there's more humans coming that are like the general called them in, or, or was there was another army? I think is what it is. Yeah. So basically, the humans are getting ready to kill each other off at this point, uh, which seems very correct. And yeah. um, the apes dip out before that happens. 
and make it to some farther away land um, where, you know, they can kind of chill and be happy. And, uh, yeah, Caesar just dies sitting against a tree all happy, seeing his people having made it somewhere safe. No, I don't think I've seen that one, then. My apologies. <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not your fault. I'll have but, to watch uh, it. Yeah, say so it's pretty good. My dad and I did a double feature with that and Dunkirk. I heard Dunkirk was mid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I liked it. It was good, but it's not one that I'm like, I gotta watch that shit again. I might watch scenes from it again, but I wouldn't you know, sit down and watch the whole movie. 1917 was banging. Banger. Yeah, Nothing welcome, but welcome back to Gas Pass. Gas. Gas. When he has to go over the top. Yeah. And is running through artillery fire in the full charge. Oh my god. I watched that during like COVID shopping. I was working retail and I'd had a very long day and I was very tired and very stressed. And I came home and watched that with Morgan. And I fuck I wept. And I don't know why. Did you relate to him after a long day? You just felt <laughs> like he'd been yeah. nonstop yeah. running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my COVID my experience times. my experience as a retail worker is unmistakably <laughs> you're, just you're like running that of a World War One. You're running down the aisle holding two packages of TP, trying to make it to the front <laughs> while everyone's <laughs> reaching for you, trying to grab you and get you. Yeah, I get knocked over. I just roll, get up, keep running. <laughs> yeah, no. Full disclosure, no, I don't think it's comparable to being a World War One veteran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Blade director Bassam Tariq has stepped away from that role within the project. Um, you think he'd be able to qualify for the Wounded Warrior project? Me? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from that experience. I mean, I was getting hero pay, you know. <laughs> they said it, I was a hero. Uh, <laughs> no, the exit comes as a surprise, uh, as the project was set to begin production next month, like November. Okay. And, uh, so it's a little bit short notice to be like, yeah, you're done. I'm not the director now. Yeah. Um, according to THR's sources close to the project, Tariq is staying on as an executive producer for the film. And he, he himself, Tariq, did make an official statement announcing the moving, uh, the move stating, it's been an honor working with the wonderful folks at Marvel. We were able to put together a killer cast and crew, eager to see where the next director takes the film. Um, now, I do know that there was some speculation that apparently Kevy, Kevin Feige, I almost said Kevy, Kevy Feigen, uh, what a fucking loser I am. Now, right. Kevin Feige maybe didn't like the script uh, at all, like didn't like what we had, had rolling. And uh, like there was only two action scenes, they were kind of lackluster, and it was only like 90 pages which basically mm-hmm. translates to a 90-minute movie, sure. uh, which is pretty brisk for a movie in general now, but especially a Marvel movie. I was say, I feel like a lot of movies nowadays, because, I mean, shit, TV episodes run about 45 an to an hour yeah. long now. Yeah. And so, yeah, it would be odd to see a 90-minute... And if there's a... I mean, you figure, you've got to introduce vampires. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to do with the Blade character that it's like, what, 90 minutes? And so, yeah, there's a lot of back talk that, like, maybe it was uh, was not a, uh, a mutual d- decision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And apparently Mahershala Ali, who's going to play Blade, isn't necessarily happy with the process so far. He thinks it's been taken too long. It's kind of a messy process, and he's not excited. But you figure he's kind of like a prestigious, like, Oscar actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And so I'm wondering if this whole <laughs> very mush, you know, machinized, like, just, uh, what's the line from uh, Epic Rap Battles? The assembly line whimsy, you know? Yeah. Just cranking out a superhero movie. Might not, he might not like it. You know, it might take the shine off it for him. Um, but, you know, there's probably a paycheck in it for him, so. Oh, you'd imagine it's Marvel. <clears throat> and I do wonder if there's some underlying issues uh, that are kind of coming to the surface, because Tariq is definitely not the first director to step away from a Marvel film uh, mm-hmm. in, like, the more recent projects. You figure Scott Derrickson was supposed to be the director for Doctor Strange 2, and he left, citing creative differences. And then John Watts dropped out of the Fantastic Four film. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if, well, you know, if there's some stuff going on behind the scenes, maybe the, and then you're hearing about some of the visual effects artists that are getting, you know, crunched and things like that. I do just wonder if the, the timeline of, of projects might be causing issues. They might be yeah. overdoing it or too ambitious, you know. Well, one of the biggest things I, I will say that I do see where, you know, and I'm not like a neck beard or nothing, but I, I will be like, oh, yeah, they, that's a valid point, is a lot of the uh, visual effects from like some of the other movies, like some of the earlier Avengers compared to like, you know, uh, Bruce Banner in Endgame when he was in the Hulkbuster. Yeah. And then some of the CGI in like uh, She-Hulk. And then there's one for like Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, She-Hulk's been like kind of hit or miss. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, it is. And the whole, but the whole thing was about like, do you think they're crunching them on time? Oh, yeah. That's just definitely like, what it just, is. Yeah. And, you know, that was the whole banter is that they're just pushing out whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever they got. And apparently that's been, uh, I remember reading something, I don't want to misspeak, so don't take this as like a quote, Um, but apparently I remember reading something that um, Kevin Feige had basically made a a comment that um, he was okay with like, basically okay visual effects, because that wasn't like his main priority, it was the project itself as far as the writing and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yes and no, you know, because when you start having really fantastical characters, uh, you know, visual effects have to be pretty on point if you want to have a suspend disbelief. Right. And so, yeah, I do think there is a weird tightrope. Well, yeah, also, you know, I mean, you don't want to, if there's only so many dollars to go around, I'd rather you spend more dollars on writing than you do visual effects. But what if it's an okay story? Yeah, you've got shit tons of money. And what if the story's just okay? And then the visual effects are just okay. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, well, where's the where's the money going then? And I, I also know. don't think, like, for the ones that they pointed out, like, especially in uh, Multiverse of Madness, and it could have just been the clip, I, I, I don't know, but, like, with the third eye opening. Yeah, the third eye um, was definitely wonky. Felt very yeah. pasted on. Yeah. And sounds like, like a TikTok filter. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't understand why, what the big hubbub, like, it doesn't have to be the best, but, like, no. you could do better than that. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, come on, you're Marvel. You can, I don't know, man, I do think that I, I would be willing to have less projects uh, if the projects were better. A hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think that's an unfair trade to, to offer or accept, you know? Uh, like, that's what I've been saying about, like, games that keep getting delayed all this time is, like, I'm... Yeah okay with the delay if it, you know, if it means it's going to be good. If it benefits, yeah. So, let's see here. Yeah, so this is a really short one, too, because there's not a ton of info. I just thought it was interesting. Um, 
Marvel's Armor Wars series at Disney Plus is scrapped, sort of, because it's now being reworked into a feature-length film starring Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wonder... I don't know if there's any good or bad news to take away from that. Um, I would argue that... So I wonder... Because you figure if, it's, if the shows are like, you know, six episodes long, 38 to 45 minutes long per episode, you're looking at, you know, roughly three to four hours, right, of content. And so I do wonder, like, was there just not enough content to fill? Or do they think, oh, yeah, this one will make money? I would assume that's their thought process. Is, or maybe it got too expensive. And so now they're like, well, we got to make this a full-length feature and get, get more money back for it. Yeah, that could be it. I mean... Or it's just story-wise that they think it's, you know, it ties in enough that they want a large audience to see it. I wonder how much of it will run into something like Secret Wars or, or uh, King Dynasty, things like that. And they're like, okay, well, you can't rely on the entire audience, you know, the whole audience of King Dynasty... Right to watch a show on Netflix or on Disney Plus, so maybe they want it to be a wide release so that more people see it. I don't know. I almost want to say what, it, and I mean, yeah, you bring a really good point of like the wanting it to be bigger. Like, how much is it? it how much it's going to entangle with right. other films and stuff? So that makes a lot of sense. And I was going to say, like, hopefully at least, what if it's like, okay, we don't need to have all these episodes. We can condense it into a film. Right, yeah. I would think that the writing would be tighter because yeah. you don't have fluff in there to make six episodes. Which is cool with me. Yeah, yeah, me me too. And it, I am interested to see how it fares uh, story-wise only because it apparently takes like right off... Uh, it takes off right after um, uh-huh, Secret Invasion. Uh-huh. which comes out early part of next year. Yeah. And I do wonder how much of the, um, like, you know, what's the release window? We don't have a, a, a slate or, you know, a date set for the film. So I do wonder when it's going to come out. Like, mm-hmm. do they have the, you know, with them already planning a television production, I wonder how much, you know, I don't know what the process is of when they make a series versus, like, you know, AMC making a series. Right. You know, how different is the production? So is it just a natural, oh, well, we're just going to edit this into a movie as opposed to editing it into episodes? Or I would think they would have to rewrite the thing because you write TV differently than you write a movie. You know, you write it episodically to have a start, middle, and end per episode. Now it's just a start, middle, and end for the whole film. For the whole thing. So, I don't know. I wonder how much it's going to set it back, if any. Or if they kind of maybe knew that this was going to do... I don't know, it's just a weird move to see. I'm, I'm, I'd rather see something get upgraded, I guess, to a movie than get downgraded to a series. That's true. Uh, and I did mean to mention, uh, I forgot to write it in here, talking about Blade. Um, Blade is set to come out next November. Ooh. And it's supposed to produce this November, and it does not have a director at the moment. So, I wonder, and you know, they, write, they run a pretty tight... Uh, timeline you know of, of like the chronology of things so i yeah. do wonder how much it's going to push anything back or i guess it all just depends on how um how much it ties into the other projects mm-hmm. and then the last thing here before we get into andor is uh today actually the third yeah. a black panther trailer came out wakanda forever 
like the official trailer is what they're calling. And mm-hmm. it had a ton of new footage. Yeah. I was usually I was kind of surprised because I feel like a lot of times it's kind of a 50-50 split on like, oh yeah, I saw a lot of this in the first trailer. And but then but like they'll throw in some new stuff. Some but... new stuff to make you go, oh, that's new shiny. But I felt like this was pretty... Uh, there was a lot. heavily, yeah. So we got to see like fucking... Uh, what do you call him? Namor doing some uh, some double jumping. You saw that shit? Yeah. And yeah, we just got to see him flying with his little foot wings, mm-hmm. and it managed to not look goofy. Which you were talking about, um, how he's a mutant. Yeah. So we got another mutant, other than Kamala Khan. Yeah, joining uh, the MCU. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Do you, now? Do you think that's gonna tie into Deadpool coming into the MCU? Potentially, yeah. I mean, yeah, so it depends on how much... So Deadpool... Let me get my nerd glasses on. I may have done this shtick before. But so the comics have two... uh, Basically, like, two versions of mutation. So there are mutants and there are mutates. So Deadpool is a mutate and Wolverine is a mutant. So a mutant is just born with an alternate, you know with an altered gene, they have the X gene. Um, and that's what causes their, whatever their mutation is. Right. And then a mutate is somebody who has something happen to them that triggers uh, a change or alters uh-huh. their DNA. So, like, Spider-Man is probably the most famous mutate. Yeah, because he, he, he gets bit by the spider and it changes DNA, and now he's, he's a Spider-Man. Um, and so I wonder, so, like, Deadpool's a mutate, I don't know how, like, what the weird, like, what do you count as canon for Wolverine? I guess it'll depend on how they integrate him. So it's yeah. like, okay, we've got, you know, we had Patrick Stewart reprise his role as, you know, um, Professor X. Was that Professor X? I mean, I would assume he's a mutant. You know, he had his, his, his uh, you know, telepathy and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've got, that's what, at least three, because we don't really know how um, Wolverine will will play in. So we've got, yeah, Kamala Khan, uh, who's normally an inhuman, but in this she's a mutant. And then uh, old Patty Stewart and Namor. So we also got to see quite a bit of Ironheart. I say quite oh, a bit of, more than we have. Dude, yeah, I mean, I just saw that you scene with, with her Dude, armor. just that, yeah, just that scene where you see, like, the boots start to, you know, uh, have the engines on the bottom and she's starting to fly. Yeah, but it just looked su- super cool because she had someone like it looked like on the shoulders that popped down. Yeah, I was it was like, kind of oh, chunky. Oh. I was, yeah, it, just, it looks kind of bulky. I bet she kind of slims it down as she learns. I think it just looks fucking dope. Yeah, and I do like the idea of. I mean, yeah, she would have to because it is supposed to be. Um, you know, she's sort of uh, Tony Stark esque in so far as like she's making it herself. You know, yeah, right, right, or, or like a Peter Parker. You know, she's a kid genius who's like. I could make my own armor. And I wonder if she's going to... I think we talked about this. I wonder if she'll pop up in Armor Wars at all. um, With Armor Wars being about that that technology getting into the hands of a lot of people. Um, And then she's getting her own series. So, yeah. Uh, We saw a really good look at the new suit for a female Black Panther who we think is... um, Yuri. Shuri. Sure, Jesus. I keep <laughs> thinking it's Yuri because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't say it. 
na na. Yeah, Shuri. Yep. Uh, yeah, and like in the the posters and stuff that they released, she's pretty front and center, and so I do think that she's going to be the one under the under the mask there. But I did see some people wondering if there's going to be more than one person wearing the armor, which I'd be uh, cool with. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I think I, I want to see Okoye. Yeah, that'd be hot. She like there was a couple. Uh, there's that one scene in the trailer that you were like, Boop! of just with the, between the music and the way it's cut and edited, and a few of the. Uh, Dora Milaje fucking up some guards or soldiers. Mm-hmm. It was hot. Um, yeah, we see quite a bit of... Uh, uh, well, God, what's his name? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. M'Baku. Yes. And yeah, so I don't really... I think it, the trailer did a good job of not really telling us what the story's about. But giving us a lot more... But giving us a lot more, like... Intrigue, I suppose. We're like, okay, yeah. so there's M'Baku, and it does appear to be full out war in the Atlanteans, but we're not really sure what the motivation behind that is, um, and all that good stuff. And it is set to be uh, the longest Phase Four movie. Uh, it's going to be two hours and forty one minutes, and it's also Holy that makes it shit. Yeah, that also makes it the longest uh, non Avengers film in the MCU. Nice, good for them. But, I mean, they have a lot to, to talk about. You're introducing, you know, uh, Namor and the Atlanteans, and you've got to deal with Chadwick Boseman's death, and then, you know, they're writing that in as the death of T'Challa, so you got to deal with T'Challa passing, and then the succession and all that. Yeah, so there's a lot to, to break down. And that's all that we, we know. You know, there might be more scenes or once we get into the movie, um, and I don't know how much of it plays into the bigger world or if it's going to be pretty self-contained. I figure Black Panther itself was a pretty self-contained film. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you didn't see Black Panther? Oh, shit, none of this is going to make sense to you. You know what I mean? Uh, my, I'm just super excited, even though it's going to be a longer film, but like you were saying, it does yeah. have a lot to tie in. I'm, yeah. My hopes are very up for it, just because the first one was so good, with yeah. all the trailers and even the soundtrack that they're dropping on it, it's just I'm getting yeah. pumped. I feel like no I matter look what, it up. I'm... Yeah, I, I'm I'm jazzed, and I meant to look it up before we started. I wonder if Kendrick Lamar is doing the soundtrack again. Like, curating the soundtrack? I feel like he's got to. I mean, you can't just drop a banging soundtrack. Let's see. I bet I'm not going to find many results in an image mm. search. Uh, so it sounds like it, yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah, Black Panther. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading just a headline. Like, yeah, that's it. So it sounds like it. Yeah. Good. Uh. Yes. Yeah, because that. Yeah, and I mean, you figure they, they use his song all right in the first trailer, the mm-hmm. teaser trailer. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, I think it's going to be good. And I've got a lot of high hopes because some of the last few. Uh, Phase four films haven't necessarily tickled my pickle. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, you know, they've been good, but not like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I do hope that like this'll kind of reignite some of that passion for me. Absolutely. Alright, babe, you want to talk about Andor? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're only four episodes in. I don't want to do like a major deep dive. I figure we'll do this episode like this, and then um 
in the future we'll just do like mini sods to kind of cap it off. Yeah. We might we might, you know, when the next season comes out next year, we might do like a an episode about the premiere and all that. Yeah. But uh hold on, my headset is uh I'll deepen in my ear, I gotta plug it in here. Oh god. Uh oh. Come on, baby, work with me. We're supposed to be (laughs) Breathe, darn you. This is supposed to be I can't hear you. A professional lighting up, but I can't hear you yet. Oh. Oh, now talk at me. This is supposed to be a professional environment. Listen, bitch. I don't I don't need to Oh. Is there a a mauling happening downstairs? It might be. Glad it's not me. Let's see here. Well, I never. Well, I never. Uh, so I figure the way we do it, we just kind of want to do like a a super in-depth running through each episode, things like that. Yeah. Uh, we'll just kind of do surface level discussion uh, and then just keep rolling right along. So, well, we've got four episodes out. We've got, I do like the, the introduction in that first episode uh, where it's, you know, kind of dark and gritty looking and you're on like, it's raining and he's in like a, literally a brothel. Yeah. Like you were like, that's kind of cool. Like that's pretty adult. Yeah, because I was just like, I wasn't expecting to see this in a in a Disney Star Wars film, right? Or TV and, show. And you know, just straight up, it, it opens. Yeah, him him looking for his sister. Or at least that's what he says. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a brothel, and it sounds like he hasn't seen her for like maybe since he was ten. Right. And. Um, there's a couple of uh, of officers that are kind of harassing him inside the, the brothel, and he just dips. And they follow him and keep on picking on him. And he uh, kind of is just, like, trying to wiggle his way out of it through, like, you know, roughing him up a little bit. And he accidentally kills one of them. Chokes him out. Well, does he choke him out? No, I thought he headbutted him. Or, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he headbutts him and, and like, must have, like, broken his nose or something up into his brain or just given him, maybe when he fell and hit his head, he killed him but uh that is something in a lot of those like fight videos and stuff that always bothers me is i'm like oh my god when their head bounces off the concrete that can just kill somebody mm-hmm. it's so easy to accidentally kill someone and uh he does easy. he kills this officer <laughs> yeah it's so crazy it's easy <laughs> <laughs> it's even easier to hide the body <laughs> settle down <laughs> uh it's something long and tasty he settled down <laughs> Uh, but no, he does. He kills one of the officers. The other dude is like, oh my god, you killed him. And I did like how that dynamic kind of settles in uh, where Cassian kind of looks at that officer like, did you just say I killed him? Mm-hmm. You know? And you see that officer kind of run through the gambit of emotions of like, oh wait, no, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not going to tell on you. Like, right. <laughs> he fell, you know, he slipped in the rain, he hit his head, it was an accident, you know? And in the middle of him pleading, Cassian just brains him brains with a fucking him. blaster. Domes him. A very aggressive. I was like, whoa. Like, that's hardcore. And, uh, we get to introduce some of his friends that he, uh, like, he gets a, he's walking around doing his due diligence of, like, hey, uh, I was with you last night, right? <laughs> yeah. And his friend's like, Jesus, like, what am I, who's going to be asking? And he's like, listen, I can't tell you that. I just need you to say, I was with you. Here's the story. And, uh, oh, damn, my headset's still beeping at me. What the hell? Jesus. Listen. All right, I think we're rocking here. All right. I swear to God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
he uh, he goes to his friend who like runs it looks like maybe a junkyard and uh, basically he's asking her to get him in touch with a black market dealer because he's gotten some uh, his, his hands on a star path unit which is like a an imperial navigator and mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty valuable and so she's worth like, yeah, some good coin worth some cheddar so she's like yeah you got a baby boy and uh, she's trying to hide her connection with Cassian and uh, her her boyfriend is kind of like. Uh, what's going on here? She's trying to do some stuff, and her boyfriend's very like, I don't like what's going on here. And he's either suspicious of Cassian from like a a criminal standpoint, or just like, hey, don't be smoothing up on my girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I kind of got that vibe that he was just threatened by him. Yeah. And uh, oh, I did like the the chief inspector and like uh, <laughs> the the head of security, where like the chief inspector's like, oh my god, the the you know these two officers were killed or whatever, and his he's like the leader's like yeah I don't think we should really do too much uh, too much digging on that yeah and kind of I I liked the the dirty but like yeah it makes sense where he's like all right so you're telling me that there were two officers at a brothel that they shouldn't be in spending way more money than they should have. You know, in a section, you know, at a time that they're not supposed to be doing that while they're on duty, right? And uh, sounds to me like maybe they, uh, you know, we don't want to talk about what they were doing, so we're just going to brush it under the rug and talk about, like, like the weird immoral balance that he's doing of, like, all right, we'll, we'll put out a press release. They were doing something heroic, but not too heroic. You know, we don't want to have to make right, too much like, of a stink about them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so like they were stopping them under the rug. Right. Yeah, we're gonna brush it under the rug. They'll they'll be uh they'll be honored, but not too honored, you know. And uh, yeah, and that that uh, lead inspector or whatever does not like that answer, and leads his own little uh, crusade, I guess, where he's gonna find out the motherfucker that did it. And uh, fault on him. What's that? I said fault on him. That's right. Yeah, he fucks up. Uh, we did also get a little bit of a flashback to. Uh, Cassian's like his tribe on Canari, where they're like there's a crashed ship, which I didn't catch. I'm trying to read here if it says um, was that ship, did you catch, was that a Republic ship, or was it an Imperial ship? It looked like a Republic ship. That's what I thought. But I don't know if they ever said it. Uh, but yeah, it did look Republic. So I was trying to just get an idea of how old Cassian is. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I mean, I'd say maybe 30s. That's what I was thinking, like early 30s. Yeah. And so if it's been like 15 years, he would have been like early teens when the uh, Empire took over. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you got his, uh, you know, his his friend Bix, who uh, her boyfriend is like, you know, they put out an APB for Cassian Andor, and he's like, or, or for somebody from that planet, right? And yeah. yeah, her boyfriend's like, Cassian Andor, he's he's from that fucking planet, and he's trying to steal my girl, so... Smooth up on her. He's trying to smooth up on my lady, so he's like, yeah, I got your guy right here. And so then they just full-on issue, like, an APB for, for Cassian, and he's trying to figure out how to dip, and shit's getting pretty hot. And uh, his fucking adoptive mother is like, well, you fucking knucklehead, what did you do, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, uh, I don't, sh- I don't, <laughs> no, what's she talking about? 
Yeah. Me? Trouble? Uh-uh. And he's trying to line all his, you know, get all his ducks in a row so he can get the hell off the planet. Because, you know, shit's starting to pop off around him. Right. And so he goes and he, like, schedules a flight with somebody and it's like, I can have your money in, like, an hour and a half, two hours if you've got that fucking engine running. And so then he's going to go meet his his uh, buyer for that uh, that unit, that Starpath unit. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and he meets her, meets him at uh, an abandoned factory, and it's in uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Tell you what, them Skarsgård guys, they are everywhere. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's like 19 of them, but <laughs> they're like bunnies. Yes, Stellan is a breeder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a racehorse. He is a prized racehorse. Just siring so many, uh, <laughs> so many sons. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah, Stalin is the, he's very much like early resistance and he's like a <laughs> rebellion and he's kind of trying to make the deal go down, but he's creeping Cassian right the hell out because mm-hmm. he's like, he knows way too much about Cassian. And Cassian's like, uh, who the fuck are you? You know, and he's like, I just do, <clears throat> yeah, I know a lot about you. I, I know people, but I want to know. Like, you personally, you know? He's basically offering him a job as the fucking cops are closing in on, on Cassian's location. And the fucking city just ends up turning into an open like, war zone. Anarchy. Yeah, where once the cops start rolling through, they all start ringing the, the, the wind chimes, basically. Yeah. And that was kind of neat. We're like Freaking them out. Yeah, the cops are like, what the fuck's going on, you know? And they're all alerting everybody, and yeah, fucking, uh, the character's name is Ferrix, I believe. No, 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 Ferrix is the, the planet. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, Rael is the, uh, is, uh, the Skarsgård guy. Stellan. So Rael's, like, trying to get him to join the Resistance, and he's like, I don't know about Rebellion, but I'm gonna leave with you because you just blew up the door and saved my skin some. Yeah. And, uh, so they, they get out of there. And are fighting their way through the city, and uh, there's a really cool bit when, uh, like, the cops are kind of posted up. They're going to have to come through here. We got them, right? And then all of the chimes car. stop. Oh, dude. It was getting heated. Yeah, like, they're just they're like, oh, God, what's going on? You know? And that made them even more nervous than the sound itself was now the sound stopped. Fuck, what happens after it stops? You know? Feels like it should mean something, right? And uh, that poor fucking <laughs> lead inspector gets caught by uh, Cassian and Rail, and is like, "Shit!" He, and he looked like he wanted to cry. I kind of felt like bad, but not, you know? Nah, this guy's a chode. He seems like a fucking nerd. He's the guy that like reminds the teacher that homework is due. Yep. Yep. Aren't you, you know, gonna check like, homework or pages yeah, forty-six uh, through fifty-two? Uh, yeah, yeah Miss Stevens, you're gonna collect the homework. And everybody's like, motherfucker, you know? Yeah. That's this yeah. guy. He's uh, a boy scout. And so he tells them, like, yeah, there's like 14 guys or whatever. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and take care of this then. And they stack a car up with explosives and just ride it off on the truck and stuff. And then he just, they all walk up to check it out and he detonates it and they ride off on a fucking speeder. And it's like, That's suck it, losers. And, uh, yeah, and now. Yeah, hit him with like the double birds, you know. <laughs> and uh, that that inspector looks very much like he just wants to walk off a fucking house. Like he he doesn't want to do this anymore. He's pretty bummed out because he knows he's he's screwed because he, he 
tore up half the fucking city to not catch the guys. And, like, that's the best part, is everything that his supervisor told him would happen is happening. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you should have just listened. Like, is this worth... Were those two officers, you know, worth all this trouble? I don't think they were, you know. And then while that once was the Empire happening... catches wind, the... You know, because they're, like, a weird... They're not Empire. They're, they're some corporate... Yeah, you know, they're a company's security force but that are operating. Well, so they're operating under permission, right, from the Empire. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of like a, you know, a subsidiary company, I guess. And uh, because of this fuck up, the Empire just comes in and is like, "You're all just fully Imperial now, and you guys don't have a job anymore. We'll we'll handle it from here." And uh, so again, it's like, way to fuck everybody else, you loser. Way to screw you the know? pooch. Yeah, but I did kind of like. Uh, that like weird boardroom at the beginning of the the fourth episode. Oh of, yeah, like all the the intelligence agents, I guess, for the empire, <clears throat> and the whoever the boss was was not taking any shit, was he? Mm-mm. Like that one guy is kind of like bumbling and making excuses, and he basically is like, "Yeah, you're fired." Like he doesn't. Yeah. He's basically, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have you stop talking because you don't have a job anymore. So get out of my fucking sight. And everybody's just head down, you know? I also wanted to talk about bumping it back just a sec. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassian's friend, when she gets oh, handcuffed yeah. to the wall. Yeah. Her, her boyfriend, her, her boyfriend. boy toy, just gets shot. Yeah, just gets got right in the chest, and he just slumps over next to her. Dude, but, like, that was a pretty intense scene. Like, I was like, yeah. It's very it's very dark and gritty for Disney, and it's, it's, a, it's an interesting and cool take. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do like... I mean, we even kind of talked about it when we saw the trailer um, that it does feel, and you know, so far it's felt that way, uh, of like, this is like nitty-gritty on the ground. Yeah. These are just regular people, and what kinds of things have to happen to these people to make them want to rise up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, so yeah, you do have to show how oppressive the Empire is to make them you know, justified in wanting to, to rebel. You yeah. Know? Because we've only ever seen the Rebellion after it's fully formed. Well, yeah, the Empire's bad. They've got, you know, Darth Vader. But most people don't know who Darth Vader even is. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, yeah, what what makes the average citizen go enough as... You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's shit like that, being handcuffed to the wall and watching your boyfriend get shot. Mm. And uh, I, I, I thought the fourth episode... The fourth episode was good, but weird. Where it felt like it, it was the episode I think that felt the most like uh, tune in next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the fourth episode is the one where he meets the other rebels and is like kind of forced into a job basically by rail. Yeah. And um, yeah, Cassian's going by Clem with the rebels. So he yeah, hide. going under like a fake name and yeah, and there's some uh, they're going into a an imperial garrison. Uh, I don't remember what all they're after. Uh, I don't know that they even said specifically, but that they're after, like, they're just going to the garrison to get some materials, potentially, or it's like it's a key Imperial supply hub. So I think they're just wanting to, like, blow it up. Yeah. Or either just take it over. I thought they were taking it. Yeah, so I don't know if they're taking the whole garrison because they're talking about getting away. You know what I mean? We'll find out next week, huh? That's right. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know. But, uh, so, I mean, that was kind of neat seeing him. I did feel like they kind of drug out the, yeah, we don't like a newcomer, you know? 
A little bit. Um, but I, the part of the episode that I thought was the most interesting was seeing Rail go in undercover to Coruscant as an art dealer. And he's like yeah. meeting with Mon Mothma and talking about like the fact that they are, you know, Mon Mothma's already in opposition to the Empire, but is keeping her role as a senator and uh, some of that, you know, the, tr- the troubles that she's up against. And, uh, you know, like seeing her home life where her husband, uh, whoever he works with, are very opposed to her. And, you know, he's trying to throw a house party and shit. And you can just see that, like, I don't even think her husband knows that she's kind of starting a rebellion. Right. And so it's like, you know, how, how close to home is this thing that, you know, her husband might potentially be somebody that she's rebelling against. And I did like that idea of, like, you know, if it's going to be a civil war, yeah, I mean, you figure the, the quote or the, the line, whatever, from the American Civil War is like, you know, brother versus brother. So, yeah, I bet there are families that are split on, like, well, we kind of benefit from being a part of the Empire. Right, but if it's not the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, it does very much end on, like, uh, a note of, like I said, you know, next week. You know, they're getting ready. Have that read by the end of the night. We're going to go take the place to, you know, next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so the implication is next week we'll get to see them attack that garrison. Um, overall... Uh, oh, and the other thing that I wanted to think about was the uh, that inspector who really screwed the pooch and got everybody fired. You see him? Does he go to Coruscant, or do we not know um, where he went to? I think the the he was leaving, he, but we don't know where he was to. He went to his mom's house. I know that because we see him go see his mother. Oh yeah, because he's yeah. She opens the door and he's like, "Mother," and then she just smacks the piss out of him. Yeah, and the fucking but neighbor I, across the street's like, "Oh." <clears throat> I thought that he was getting sent to jail. You think so? But, like, he went to go see his mom before his court date. Maybe. Because I, I wonder what they're going to do with his character. Like, is he going to try and seek out, like, individual revenge against Cassian Andor and just be, like, a thorn in the side? Or is his interaction with the Empire now going to, like, galvanize him and make him be against the Empire? He's kind of a wild card right now because he's obviously a, a brown noser, do gooder kind of guy who's been scorned for doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. And so I do wonder what that uh, what that does. Maybe maybe he'll, he'll have a realization that they're not doing the right thing, just to begin right, with. Right, exactly. Yeah, following orders doesn't necessarily mean you're doing the right thing. Mm, that'd be... But, uh, uh, well, I don't know. I, uh, I don't like the guy. I can see you lighting up, but I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Hello, 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 hello. hello. Hold on. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. All right, now I can hear you. No, I was just going to say, I don't like that guy. I hope that his character's done. Yeah, you think so? Go to jail. Go to jail. Get fucked. Yeah, Boy Scout. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. But, I'm an idiot. No, I, I, like, I, like, I like the show. I, mean, I think it's good, and I'm excited to see, you know, what's to come of it for the rest of the season. Figured out why my headset can't be still. I didn't, have, I didn't have the USB in plugged in. So it was there you go. plugged in, That'll... plugged in, but not charging. There it is. That'll do it every time. But, uh, yeah, so far overwhelming. I would say so far I'm overwhelmed with the show. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what to expect going in, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, from the trailers, we had the, the rough idea. I, I think that the, the only thought I had was as far as a negative, but I can see the positive of it is so far it feels a little slow. 
but we know for a fact that we're getting 24 episodes. So it's different from like Obi-Wan starting kind of slow when you've only got six episodes. There shouldn't be any slow episodes. You know what I mean? Whereas this is like easing you into everything and we know we're going to get 24 altogether. Yeah, it can be a slow burn and I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah, I like it a lot. Chris, uh, (laughs) you got a cryptid for me, baby? Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. This week, this fucking week, we're going to be talking about the Hudson River ghost ships. You fucking heard me. So buckle in, baby. So obviously the Hudson River in New York. Because I was thinking what I wanted to do. Oh, because, yeah, no. What originally started is I wanted to do a cryptid about like trees because there's a big meme going around with the tree with the face on it um and so i wanted to do something with trees but i just couldn't find any so if you guys have any good ones definitely send them in the email um but then so i was just looking around i was like well you know what sounds good and this one caught my eye and it's uh you know it's about the hudson river uh ghost ships so basically what was going on is you know 1940s, you know, uh, 1946 is when it officially started. Basically, they put a bunch of uh, 180 ships, to be exact. Let me find the ships that they used. Uh, Correct. Yeah, they had. So it was a, a lack of merchant vessels that they used to transport supplies and soldiers to Europe uh-huh. during World War II. Right, but then after World War II ended, they were just kind of like, well, we got all these fucking ships waiting here. What do we do with them? <laughs> chilling. Right, so they put them in the Hudson River, uh, and yeah. they called them Liberty Ships. And they and Congress kind of voted to stockpile the ships. Um, you know, they kind of used them for storage and stuff like that, but they would also keep Orgies. people off of them. Correct, yes, exactly that. Did you read this thing? <laughs> How'd you know? But no, they would uh, also have soldiers up on there throughout the night to make sure that you know there are no trespassers or anything like that. And apparently, there's been a lot of trespassers. Like people went on there all the fucking time. But uh, during the Korean War, about 130 were pressed into service. So I mean, that's a the majority of them gone. Right. Yeah. There's not a Hudson anymore. And so when that happened, uh, the you know the forty that were left that they marked to be left behind, like they're strictly just to stay there, um, yeah. and three be remained ship shape. Uh, I'm quoting here from, let's see, Sergeant, oof, Cora Gessen Boyle, <laughs> um, to keep it ship shape, uh, sanding the rust off, spraying the exteriors with a protective coat of oil as well as remaining a an 86 member crew uh t- to ensure that you know keeping people off of it everything like right, that it can be somewhat protected but rumor has it that there were people on the ship that were that snuck on like still this that's still yeah you know people who snuck on got past and then you know they started living there or something which would make sense like homeless people you know like right yeah a good idea live on the boat and they get shipped off right what do you do 
<laughs> you're in the Korean War and you're bugging out <laughs> with the New York accent. You're coming up and you're like, anybody got some coffee? Oh, fuck. Where oh, the fuck shit. are we? <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Accidentally joined the army. But, uh, and so, you know, rumor has it that some of the spirits that, uh, the ghosts were on, you know, from the either the dead sailors or the homeless people or trespassers, uh, you know, say to roam those, uh, those remaining ships. Yes. And I'm not sure if they're still up. Yeah, it says in, in August of 1970, the government planned its phase out on the, they called it the ghost fleet after a while mm. because of all the, the rumors. Right. Uh, so it looks like they took them out and put them in museums all across the United States. Uh, that's it. All that remains of the ghost fleet are two anchors angled on the boulder of uh, Tompkins Cove. So, Tompkins Cove? Um, Tompkins Cove is, I believe, in, still in New York. It should be next to the Hudson River. Yeah, Tompkins Cove. Yeah. New York. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, so, I mean, I just thought that was interesting to, you know, a <laughs> bunch of New York homeless people. <laughs> just accidentally... And- Shipped off to Korea in the Navy. <laughs> oh fuck! Like that that alone is what caught my eye. And just imagine some guy, fingerless gloves and all, <laughs> stumbling out, and he's like, "Oh, hey, tell Reggie that he parties way too hard. I need to get myself a cup of coffee." <laughs> he walks up to me, "Where the fuck are we? I'm heading to Fourth Street." <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's just... He's it's on a, a different fucking, continent. It is a war zone. <laughs> and he just slept that entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Potty's too odd. Tell him I'm running to get a coffee. But no, I just thought that was super fucking funny and interesting. And uh, I'm curious to learn more about what happened to those people, but there's no information about it. Let me see. There's a ship. Queen Mary? Yeah. I think the Queen Mary is the one in, uh, like, California. It's docked in California, and it's supposed to be just incredibly haunted. You know where I'd really like to go? I really want to go to Alcatraz. Oh, yeah? Dude, that'd be so much fun. I'd be a little bitch. I know I would. (laughs) Oh, I know I would. I don't do good with scary things, but I love doing them. Yeah, so I'm reading, yeah, the Queen Mary is supposed to be super haunted. I got Um, your Queen Mary. Pardon? Not to excuse the crinkling, I'm eating pop- what this baby who can't get popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> hey, you smell popcorn? <laughs> you, just, you just fart. <laughs> That's you the smell trick popcorn? you got. Hey, you smell popcorn? Everybody takes a big sniff. That's some dad shit right there. Just do a silent fart. You guys smell popcorn? Well, I like the ghost fleet. No, yeah, I, I do thought super. I do want to know what's going on with the homeless people. Yeah, I gotta do something. I gotta do more with that. But also, I know it's spooky season, so we got yeah, I was three more say, episodes you know for the month. Yeah, so yeah, let's see. So next week we're gonna—I mean, not to give the give the whole thing away, but next week we're gonna do um, Werewolf by Night. Yeah. I don't know what the next week after that is, but the the last week of the month, the episode will come out on the twenty-sixth. That'll be the one where we talk about scary stories and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Morgan is super into like true crime and stuff like that, so maybe she's been hounded. Maybe we do a, a trio for the for the spooky one. We'll talk about that off the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I don't want to be on the record for that one. <laughs> She's in, I'm out. Yeah, it's just how it works. It's the beginning of the end for me. I can see it now. Cracks are forming and they've become quite wide. No, but yeah, but, uh, you know, really that's all I had about the ghost ships from the Houston River. Hudson, Houston. Hudson yeah. River. Um, but yeah, if you definitely have any cryptids, definitely, uh, like I said, shoot them. Especially tree ones. I'm really wanting to get a tree one maybe in this next week. Um, tree? Them in. Yeah, tree, like T-R-E-E, like the plant. Word. Um, because the memes going around. Have you seen the meme with, like, the tree and the, the face on it? And it's, like, me after, oh. like... 15 yes. white claws deep. You know, someone stop me from driving to the tree outside. <laughs> it's a not funny meme, but it's very funny. Um, and so it inspired me to it's do part something. part of what makes it funny. Exactly. But I wanted to do something tree themed, and I just couldn't find anything besides like the car- uh, carnivorous plant. But I already did that one. Yeah. So I was like, well, I already beat, you know, I beat it to the punchline. But yeah, if you guys have any good ones, definitely send them to the Maybe email we, uh, simply well mailbag at gmail.com. Maybe we rebrand your slightly and just make it Chris's creepy corner. Or are you afraid that that speaks on you? <laughs> That's the biggest piece of dog shit I've ever heard. Like what's like what's what makes it creepy? It's the fact that it's just in that corner. <laughs> Over there speaking in a low growl, you know. We're on all fours. <laughs> we? No no no, it's your corner. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, cryptids, cryptids could range. So, I mean, we can keep yeah. it cryptid corners. I mean, we can just talk about creepy things. Chris is creepy and cryptid corner. The, boom. Like, that's it. Fucking patent. Patent pending. <laughs> that's a trademark, not a patent. You didn't invent something. I invented the corner. <laughs> I invented the corner. <laughs> just, just thousands of years of human architecture. They've never made a corner. <laughs> then... Unbe- or unbeknownst to them, Chris I arrived. was lurking. Yeah, I was lurking. Now, um, I started my staycation. Yeah. Right, and that shit's been the bee's knees. Um, but I plan on getting a lot of shit done. Actually, like this is coming up here in a couple of days. I gotta. I was gonna say, could have fooled me. Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna take my computer up and get that fixed, and then just do some other running around and. I don't know. My tonsils are getting real big, so I gotta get <laughs> yeah, that looked at. I guess all swole up. Yeah, so I guess I gotta get that looked at. It's like you um, got a couple of fucking cuties back there, like the oranges. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I I touched base back on Cyberpunk. Yeah. Not impressed. No. Not impressed. Like I finished like I think the official first mission. <laughs> and like, well. I don't know. Well, it's only the beginning of the game. So I played it. I'm as the, what is it? The street kid? Yeah. So I'm playing as the street kid. And I hit the point where Jackie just died. Right? That mission just finished up. Mm-hmm. You go talk to that guy. I can't remember his name. He always, he always has the cigar. Yeah, I can't think of his name either. Um, he's like a, basically like a kingpin. Right. And then he betrays you. Or, yeah, he beats the fuck out of you because you know too much. Or you... Basically, it explains the whole mission, but no. And then you wake up and you're like still alive or something like that. Yeah, you're like barely alive. And then, you know, the next mission starts or whatever. And I was just kind of like, all right, I'm done. Like, that's fine. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. I guess you haven't even seen Keanu Reeves. 
Johnny Silver. I have. I have. I played a little bit of that. Seen him. It looks like he was a a band. He was. In, well, he was in a band. Mm-hmm. And then you know he hops in the helicopter with uh, that lady who I chose to be very flirtatious with, just because I think it'd be funny to see Keanu Reeves be flirtatious. Just have a a very uh, just long sex scene with Johnny Silver. That's that's right. But, like, how do you have that? How do you have that meeting with Keanu Reeves? So in this game, you're gonna play a character. And we're going to show full penetration. Mm-hmm. You cool with that? And he's like, I mean, do I have to mocap it? And they're like, no, no, no. No, no, we got it. You're hung. You're hung. Yeah, don't worry. We got you. Right. We're thinking We're thinking seven inches. <laughs> Nine? Like, uh, Nine. Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> just, Jesus it is, Christ. It is a baby's leg. It's just... <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> uh, what's the line from... <laughs> Awesome Paris. Looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah. <laughs> like two eggs and a hanky. But uh, other than that, no, I haven't been thinking. Honestly, I haven't been thinking about a whole lot. I've taken a break. I'm just going to say, you've been too busy sleeping. Yeah, man. Tomorrow, I'm excited. I'm going to go see. Throughout, throughout this week, I'm going to go see some buds that I haven't gotten to see, you know, gotten to see in a while, and I'm excited for that. And, yeah, uh, social butterfly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're just all keeping it low key. The only thing I know is like the last day of my vacation, I'm gonna go with a bunch of buddies and we're gonna go bar crawling. But I get, but I gotta, but I gotta work the next day. But I don't I work until 11:30. But then I work a short day and then I'm off the next two days. So I'm like, man, if I can just push through that, I'll, I'll be good. I'll be Gucci Mane. Scoochie. But what about you? What have you been thinking about? Enough about me. That's right. Hey, you said it, not me. That's right. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> just, <like laughs> <real depressed. laughs> like that's always my gut check, but like you can't joke about that. So, even though that's uh, mostly Gen Z humor, <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, just not doing it for me anymore. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, what do you mean? It's like that meme I sent you of the kid sucking on that milkshake. And it's- when you're driving down the road and you're, you know, when your friend's driving <laughs> you down the road at, at 110 miles, says, I just don't know about things anymore, man. <laughs> that kid's just got big eyes. Like, <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> Phasmophobia, man, we've been playing the shit out of it. Yeah, we have, we have been playing that. It's been fun. It's been spooky as shit. Yeah, we played uh, you- a couple nights ago for the first time with our one of our buddies, and mm-hmm. uh, we've played it. I think he must have played it more than. But also, he acts like he hasn't played it, so I don't know. I don't but, know. Uh, but you, you caught me in the in the couple matches we played with him. You caught me actually scared because I walked in and then I walked out and I was silent. And you're like, "Yeah, you're 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 spooked out, aren't you?" I was yeah, like, "I got mm-hmm. you." I was like, "Yeah, I, I was like, you. yeah, I got you spooked." Yeah, I like yeah, using the. Good. <laughs> I like being the you know a bold one, you know. Cause it doesn't doesn't spook me too much until it does, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're like, I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, I walk into the building, lights off, yelling, "What's up, fucker?" You know, and I just pull out the the spirit box, which is like the radio that you can talk talk to the dead with. Because for people that don't know, Phasmophobia is a game basically ghost hunters, and mm-hmm. you're trying to investigate different haunted locations. You know, houses, cabins. Uh, there's a campsite. Uh, High school, prison, a prison, and an asylum. asylum. 
And the Asylum is like the big update to this one. Um, it's not a new map, but they've completely redone a map, so it's basically uh, a new map now. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it's it's pretty creepy the way they've redone it. it but it's uh, hella scary, dude. I like some of the evidence collection, you know, because after basically after a certain t- uh, amount of time, the ghost starts becoming actively aggressive towards you, and like. When it starts what's called hunting, it just it shuts the door to the house. You can't get out, and you just have to kind of turn off all your electronics. And otherwise, it's just it's going to get you, you know. Yeah. And uh, so there's it's kind of funny because all their all your electronics start flickering and the lights are going. You can hear the ghost making noise, and everybody just gets silent because also it uses your microphone, and so you've got to be quiet as a church mouse. <laughs> just everybody goes dead silent and just walks away, trying to find a hiding spot. And then you just eventually the lights stop flickering. And you go, is everybody alive? Yeah, and who's all who's all still here? Who's still here? And like one person doesn't answer, and you're like, fuck, man. And then you got to go take a picture of the body. Yeah, very morbid. You're like, all right, where's Billy at? We got to get a, get the camera. Yeah. Say cheese. <laughs> Cheek. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I do like the uh, the spirit box, which, like I said, it's like the radio where I'll be like, you know, how old are you? You know, did you die here? Is this your home? And it's like. It'll give you an X if there's no answer, and then it'll light up with like a little ghost symbol, and you'll hear something through the radio if it's you know actively engaging you through the spirit box. And the creepiest one I have, I'm by myself. Ghost only responds to people who are alone, and I ask it, you know, are you here with me? And it just in a creepy like <laughs> demonic voice goes behind you, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. And I like I turned around real quick and. Because I'm like, I swear to God, if it is, I'm turning the computer off. But it was not, luckily. And but I still got the fuck out of there. But yeah, so we've been playing Phasmophobia quite a bit. It's been spooking us. Um, I'm still playing Valhalla. I actually really enjoy it. I've made it to England now, and it's like we're building our own uh, town, I guess, our own village. And I, I kind of like that uh, aspect of it, where you're like you raid monasteries and stuff along the river to get supplies. You come back and you upgrade your town. Um, and then I also really enjoy the idea, um, different, like the, all the different kingdoms and areas of England, because it is in like 867, I think. And so it's at a point in time where like England has four major, uh, like kingdoms on it. And so it's not just one big united area. And so you're traveling around meeting different Danes and stuff and trying to form alliances. And, uh, like we've met up with, um. Sons of Ragnar, which, if anybody's watched the show Vikings, I'm pretty sure Ragnar is one of the main characters in that. I smoke um, pot with Ragnar. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, and yeah, so it's been pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. I want to keep playing it. Um, I'm like, oh yeah. It makes me want to buy the uh, some of the expansions and DLC stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the Siege of Paris and things like that. It is a very beautiful game, too, landscape-wise. But, uh, yeah, and the only thing I've been thinking about is I need to catch up on Dragon. I'm like four episodes behind now. Yeah, I still, that's the show I still need to catch. I watched a little bit of the first episode, but I need to catch up on. Yeah, because like, I don't know. We record on Sundays typically. The last few weeks we haven't been, but generally we do. And so then it's always like, well, I guess I'll watch it tomorrow. And then I don't. And then the next week rolls around and say, well, I can't watch it. I haven't watched it. And it just piles up on you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to have to sit down and just power through all that. That's the thing. That's why it's so hard to get caught up on, especially like ongoing. 
Yeah. I was like just Come. trying to play catch up on it. Yeah, you're like, fuck. And then like you feel like you have to spend all your time on one show and then the other show you fall behind on. And it's just yeah, it does it stacks up. Like, I still have not finished breaking or better call Saul. Neither have I. I ugh. I haven't even started the boys. Yeah, you need to. I don't know. Like that was like six episodes ago that we were like, here's what I we're gonna know. do. <laughs> but I oh, keep seeing yeah. stuff about Saul that I think a, a bit of it got spoiled for me. Oh, really? Yeah, from Better Call Saul. And um, well, don't tell me because I haven't. No, yeah, dude, you see, Walt and Jesse actually have sex. Like <laughs> it's it's aggressive. It's and and the bottom is not the one you would expect. <laughs> Jesse, oh, what is that? I was gonna <laughs> we say. We need to have sex. Jesse, you want to fuck? <laughs> uh, you di- uh, put your dick away. Put your dick Walter. away, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not having sex, sex with you right now, Walter. Now, uh, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. <laughs> I'm choking on popcorn. <clears throat> if you guys enjoyed this you can episode, choke on. <laughs> stop it. If you <laughs> cut it out, if you guys enjoyed <laughs> this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your Share us on social media. Word of mouth is a huge helper right now. Um, also, if you are listening to us on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're, wherever you're hearing this, make sure that you subscribe it, like it, follow it, whatever their terminology is, so that you get notified when we uh, post episodes, especially when we start doing the Andor specials and things like that. Make sure that everybody knows what's good. Yeah, we're starting uh, to get to the your, lore, baby. That's right. If this is your first episode... Welcome. Uh, if this is your thirty-first episode, <laughs> sucker. Thank you. Yes, yeah. yeah, sucker. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us questions, uh, tell us all their dirty little secrets. Uh, how they I want to hear secrets. Of course, you can always reach out. You know, you, know, you can look us up on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram at Simply Whelmed Podcast. You can always reach out to us via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. And of course, our email is simply simplywhelmedmailbag at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, so like we mentioned earlier, next week we're going to present Werewolf by Night, which releases this Friday the 7th. I'm pretty excited to see what they do with it. The director said that like he got away with quite a bit of gore and horror. Like He, just, he, was, he said he put a bunch in there because he was never told no. Um, and apparently like he was under the impression that he must be making like a TVMA movie because nobody told him to stop you know but then i think the you know similar to like um with it being black and white i think you do get away with a lot more because mm-hmm. you figure uh night of the living dead from the 60s is the same way it was filmed in black and white which was the only way that they were legally allowed to show all they did which i mean it's fine by me yeah and i do like that they're going for like a 30s or 40s horror food horror film and we mm-hmm. kind of talked about that we're not sure how much it's going to play in, but apparently Feige, he said that it will actually play a not insignificant role in the future of the MCU. So I'm kind of interested to see like how obvious that is in the moment, or if it only is going to be hindsight. That Oh, see, yeah, that's because of Girl by Night. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so it should be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited, excited to see. It looks very stylized, which is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um of it just being something different. And I want to see how far they lean into the... Because, you know, uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness was supposed to be, like, a 
horror film, and it was not. You know. No, it it, it had like this cheesy camera, sh- but that's about it. Yeah. And so I do. I want to see something actually, because also that's allegedly one of the reasons Scott Derrickson left because he wasn't allowed to add more horror. Because was it last week that we talked about Sinister? Yeah. That's Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson made Sinister, and he wrote he made the first Doctor Strange and was working on the second one. And allegedly, you know, they were talking to be you know a horror movie and all that. And then he left citing creative differences that. Like, he wasn't allowed to make it as scary as he wanted. So I do wonder how far this will go. But uh, I'm excited to see what they do with it, so. Yeah. Oh, that's, like uh, that's the end of the show, Chris. Tell goodbye. Goodbye. Please. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's how we open That's how we open it. <laughs> we just open it with... About 25 seconds of Gangsta's Paradise <laughs> yeah. to avoid copyright. we got to come in right under the radar. <laughs> no, on the real, though, I'm kind of mad sad. <laughs> I know, man. R.I.P. Coolio. <laughs> We've been spending most of our lives, our lives. living in an Amish paradise. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Sorry. R.I.P. Coolio. <laughs> R.I.P. Coolio, Amish Paradise, gone too soon. <laughs> uh, Good ones die young. It's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs>